This is Trey. I play guitar in Creeping Death, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. I just wanted to take a minute in this little intro before the intro to give you an update on some of the things we got going on here at today's Boondoggle. And uh, we recently uh, launched a email account so if you have any questions suggestions or comments you're enjoying the show you want to see something different you want to see certain guests on the show you can reach us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and as you know the coronavirus lockdown has hit a lot of us uh, financially um, boondoggle didn't escape it either and uh, if you want to support us financially so we can get you uh, these interviews that you enjoy each week uh, you can donate to our GoFundMe. There's a, a you get on GoFundMe. Look up today's Boondoggle. We got a GoFundMe that will be ongoing, and um, as well as a Venmo, you can donate. If you use Venmo, go to Venmo domain or uh, today's Boondoggle. And then also there's our Anchor sponsorship on the Anchor app, Anchor.fm. Look up today's Boondoggle, and you can become a monthly sponsor to us there. Uh, as you know, this is a veteran-owned and operated program we got going on here. It's very been, man, incredibly therapeutic for a guy like myself who, you know, is a veteran with PTSD and anxiety. And, uh, just gets me out there talking with people and gets me out of my comfort zone, and it's been awesome. But uh, it all costs us, you know, to, the travel accommodations. To, to get to these interviews that you want to hear. So if you can help out anyway, we truly appreciate it. Um, also, please follow us on social media. It's at Today's Boondoggle. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just please follow, subscribe, comment, comment. download the, the episodes. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, any of the programs that you use to listen to your podcast. Please, please. Uh, do whatever you can to support us, and hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. You got it. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. And uh, I have the pleasure of calling up north and speaking to... Uh, well, I guess you're not really a Browns fan yet, but you're paying attention. <laughs> friend Dens from the band OBGMs. What's going on, man? Not much, not much, you know. Uh, just living the dream, trying to be the captain of the apocalypse, uh, you know. <laughs> so that's me. Yeah, so like we, we touched on it a little bit before we uh, went on the air here, but... Uh, like what? What were things like up there? Uh, I mean, you're in t the Toronto area, correct? Yeah, we're from Toronto. Huh? I'm from Toronto, born and raised. Well, things over here are like they're much different than the states because the way uh, media delivers things to us is in much more calm fashion, 
everything's going to be all right. Just so you know, there are a lot of COVID cases today. But you should know that everything is going to be just fine. We're shutting down your business. We're shutting down everything. But it's going to be all right. So that's kind of the messaging that you'll get around here. <laughs> uh, where I pay attention uh, avidly to just the uh, American news outlets, Fox News, CNN, uh, you know, and it, it just seems to be programmed just a little bit differently, maybe depending on where you are. <laughs> exactly. It's like more of like fear-based where here it's just like, you know, it, it, or it sounds like up there, it's just like, hey, man, things suck, but they're going to get better. You know, there's at least some hope or light at the end of the tunnel or whatever. Yeah. You know? We're taking things. You have, well, we also, we live in a little bit of a different world, right? Because we got free healthcare up here. Um, so, so like typically, um, everybody is a little bit more relaxed that if we were to uh, contract the vid, <laughs> we would be taken care of and it wouldn't, uh, impact our life savings <laughs> and so, stuff like that, you know? So, um, there's some blessings living up here. This is a message, uh, for, uh, Tourism Canada. If you want to move to Canada, any of you Americans, you should come through. It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's beautiful. I mean, I've been to the Niagara Falls area and stuff like that um, yeah. as a kid, but uh, definitely been mo- more areas I wanted to explore up there. Hopefully, I'll get the opportunity when, you know, it's like I'm finally retired from the military. I got all this like extra free time. My daughters are almost, you know, both adults. And I can finally like get out and start traveling, and then all of a sudden the vid comes and shuts everything down. You know. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you for your third service, first and foremost. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Thanks. It's so fortunate. <laughs> right after, right after your service, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so before we get into talking about the new album and stuff like that, what I normally like to do when I have uh, guests on here for the first time is get a little bit of a just a little bit of a background leading into, uh, you know, where you're at today. But, uh, yeah. like, what did you originally want to be when you grew up? <laughs> uh, how young were we talking? I wanted to be Batman, and then I wanted to be Spider-Man. Uh, I was kind of <laughs> bouncing between that until high school. Um, until my senior year of high school, I thought I was going to the NBA. Uh, I really did. But uh, then I realized, oh, I'm short and I'm not that good at basketball. <laughs> so I'm not that through that out of the window. Um, uh, then I, I wanted to be, I wanted to do something. So if that meant, uh, if that meant acting, uh, I was going to do that. Or if I could find something to play uh, trumpet, uh, some orchestra to play. And I really wanted to do that. Uh, outside of those, I really wanted to be a lawyer and still do uh, want to be a, want to be a lawyer. Um, those are my, those are my goals, but Batman is a definitely top number one who I wanted to be. Definitely. And, and, you know, there's still hope for that too, you know, I <laughs> might be, might be happening right now. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. So when did you like first, uh, when did like music first become your thing? And, uh, do you remember like the age where you were, you know, first, uh, kind of caught the caught the bug and like what who are your some of your earliest influences yeah um i wrote my first song when i was seven and uh it was a love song uh to uh somebody that i was in dire love with when i was uh in grade two and 
and my mom found it and she was not very pleased with me. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, but that's like my earliest memory of like writing songs and like just throughout like, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, just find myself writing more and more and more um, till I realized that, hey, people often just sit at home and write songs. Maybe I should focus on this. Maybe I'm doing something uh, good. Uh, and eventually I went to school for for music. Uh, at the time, I only knew how to play uh, brass instruments, so French horn, trumpet, trombone. And uh, and uh, everybody else was playing a cool they were playing pianos, they were playing, you know, guitars and bass and drums, and I couldn't play any of those. So I said, I need to learn a cool instrument because nobody wants to hear me play the trumpet. And uh, it was from there, it's been history. Uh, I learned the guitar enough to write a song, and I stopped learning after that. And, uh, and uh, after that, I just started pairing lyrics with it. Um, uh, yeah, that's kind of the story of the band, to be honest. Nice, nice. And then, like, uh, I wanted to ask, like, what's the meaning behind the uh, OBGMs? Well, there is no meaning. Uh, it came to me in a dream. Um, the band started, we were, me and the drummer, my best friend, Uncle Anthony, he, we were just producers, and um, we were trying to find a name for our next project um, that was going to be led by a bunch of other people, not me. And uh, one day I just had a dream of, the name, the Ooh Baby Gimme Mores, uh, lit up in red on a stage. And uh, and I came to him to, the next day, and I was like, yo, the man named the Ooh Baby Gimme Mores, that's going to be it. Uh, and he was cool with it, and we went with it from there. There's no meaning behind it. Uh, we shortened the name to the, uh, the acronym, um, the, the OBGMs, because people were having difficulty spelling it. Uh, so we're messing up our Google searches. <laughs> but... Uh, People have still had those difficulties to this day, <laughs> and and it is what it is, you know. So OBGMs for now. Um, we're also going to go with the Beatles, you know, uh, Metallica, but uh, those names were taken. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it fits easier on, on, you know, album covers and stuff too, I guess, you know. And then if you do want to have the big light-ups on stage, you know, I guess, you know, four but, or five letters is better than... All of them, yeah, yeah. all of the letters now. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I was reading that there was like a point uh in your musical career with the band that when you almost like called it quits. And uh I wanted to talk a little bit about that period and like the soul searching that you had to do to come back as the musician you are today. Yeah. Um you know, being in a band is hard. Like you are working with many different people many different personalities, um, many different priorities. And under a certain time, well, like working under a certain timeline, all of this has to be done within this time, which is like your practice time or, um, or your time or whatever that is. And it just, like through the years, it just became like really increasingly difficult to, to, to manage that uh, with everybody at the same time in the way it was managed. Uh, so, like, you're, I mean, I was in a band since 2007. You know, I've been making music for longer and like I just wasn't seeing the progress that I wanted to see. And it felt it felt hard. It felt really, really hard to to not be where you want to be. Like anytime I go to a show like and I see like an amazing band on stage doing it, like I'm not there for the show. 
like I'm I'm not able to be completely in the show because uh, or in the environment because I'm honestly terribly jealous. Like I want to be on the stage. I want that. I want that feeling. Um, and we were doing the last shows, but we weren't advancing at the level that I wanted to. So I was like, yo, maybe, maybe I'm just not good at this. You know, um, this is self doubt. Like maybe I can't write, maybe I can't sing. Maybe this wasn't for me because it's been a long time and we've paid our dues. So what do I need to do to get better or, or find my way? So I kind of just, uh, uh, disappeared from everybody and uh, had to do some soul searching as to what I needed to do. And uh, I asked for a sign and I got it. And uh, uh, it came from just a lot of nights alone in the studio uh, making making songs. And uh, eventually something started being good. And at that point I was thinking, okay, maybe this is supposed to be my first solo album. But the more I thought about it, um, I was the problem. I was not approaching things in the right way, and it would be a sucker way to let that be the end of the story of the OVGM. Something that started off really, really fire and was really, really meaningful is really, really meaningful. So I brought everybody back. Or I brought uh, Jim Joe back. Or sorry, <clears throat> Cola and Joe back. And uh, and I was like, Yo, let's let's do this. Like, let's show these people like what we're about aggressively, and let's not be bashful about it anymore. Um, Anything that you see from us is going to be loud. Um, people aren't hearing us because we're not yelling it loud enough. So we're going to make sure that people know how we feel from here on out, and uh, we can't be afraid of it. And it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, I'm very happy with the work that we've done uh, up to the up to date. And it's unfortunate that we're not touring this album that we're releasing uh, on October 30th because I think it's one of the best albums made this century. Nice. I, uh, I I was also reading in that, too, that you had said something about uh, it seemed like before you were kind of trying to kept doing to please others. And then this Absolutely. time around now, it's just like, you know, you're doing it to please yourself. You're doing your art, what feels right for you. And Absolutely. there's something like so freeing, you know, within that, because it's like, I mean, I still struggle you know, at 47 years of age, sometimes like worrying about, oh, how's other people going to feel about this? How's other, you know, and it's just, it's like bondage, man. You know, it really changes. It's changed. Like if people, if you're meant to do something, it should be on your own terms. Um, and that's the only way it's going to really feel good because like there, there's a different level to this. Um, and when it comes to music and art, your art is your art is this, you know, music, writing, um, podcasts, like spreading the message, like it has to be done to degree, like exclusively on your own terms. And any other considerations dilute what that really means. Um, and uh, that's that's just how I feel. And like when I stopped, honestly, for Frank, for lack of a better word, giving a damn about what anybody thought at any time like i've never been more happy at all and i wish i could tell myself about this 10 years ago um that stop caring to stop caring there are no expectations do whatever you want to do and it's gonna work if you believe in it um i wish i could have had that conversation a decade ago yeah you and me both man I, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm still, still trying to figure it out every day. It's like, you know, you kind of wake up with, you know, the other voices of 
you know, the naysayers are louder than the, that inner voice sometimes. And I always got to crank up, the, like you said, with your music, crank up the volume with my inner voice saying, no, this is the way, follow it, you know? This is the way. It's the only way. Uh, it's the only way. You're going to learn through that way. Like, you're allowed to make mistakes. Like, making mistakes is human. Making mistakes is beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing you possibly could do because it just helps you grow. I treat life like a video game. Um, in a video game, there are certain levels. You got to do certain things to get to the next level. If you keep on doing the same thing, not getting to the next level, you never get to the next level. So, um, that evolution is like a video game. Like you just got to learn from each of the things that you're going through. And so you can advance the next stage of your life. But if you don't learn from those lessons, you're going to stay there forever. Um, so my lesson was that I'm not going to where I want to go because I'm not doing it for the right reasons. As soon as I started doing things for the right reasons, which were honestly, I want to make myself happy. I want to, I want to be happy in whatever I'm doing. And I want to eliminate anything that doesn't make me happy. I've found happiness. Happiness has been everywhere now for me. Uh, even in a pandemic, happiness has been following me around. Uh, and it's just really about focusing on that. Oh, man. Amen. I uh, yeah. like something similar. Like I, I got into this this year, like even right before the COVID and everything was uh, I started doing jujitsu. And it's like, oh, man, that's I, so cool. Yeah, it's 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 been awesome. But I mean, I'm still I'm like, man. So there's the day mornings I wake up like I had training last night. I'm I'm pretty like stiff today, you know. And and I'm yeah. like, man, what are you doing getting into this? You know, at this age or whatever, you know. But but it's like you've always wanted to do this. You finally decided to pull the trigger, stick with it, go with it. And one thing that they always say, it's like you either win or you learn. You know, there's no losing. It's 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 a it's a process. You got to give step out, like you just said. You got to make mistakes. Um, you know, you got to get yourself, you know, in that position where you get choked out. And if you can last like an extra minute the next time before they choke you out, then that's a win. You know, <laughs> absolutely. In ten seconds, five seconds, three seconds. If you're dealing with somebody that's done this before, you're learning. You're a baby in this. You're baby it's like a toddler fighting a grown adult of course the adult's gonna win but like if you keep on learning you're gonna keep on growing and that's something that's really really beautiful i admire that that's gonna i need to check that off my list i'm trying to choke motherfuckers. i'm trying to choke people out i'm trying to swear as less as little as possible oh uh, it's fine out. man it's it's a big kid oh. show <laughs> good choking these motherfuckers out all the time i want to uh, that's, that's on my list of things to learn soon. <laughs> uh, I highly recommend it, man. I mean, one thing that, um, as I, as I retired out of the military and just like, you know, I went through this, like I went through my own like soul searching phase, you know, my woe is me, you know, I'm broken. I'm this, that, and the other. And I would listen a lot to the Jocko podcast. I don't know mm -hmm. if you heard of Jocko Willink. Um, yeah, I heard like a Navy SEAL, he's always kind of like a pep talk guy, but he always talks about jujitsu and how much, you know, it, it has changed his life. So I was like, man, I got to, you know, it inspired me to give it a shot, you know, and uh, it's definitely been like very therapeutic. Um, so, yeah, man, if you get the opportunity up there, you know, especially if there's any studios open during the downtime where you can't travel, that would. Uh, yeah. I would highly recommend it, man. <clears throat> that's good. One of my uh, one of my good friends uh, is just like a 
thriving in jiu-jitsu right now. And he just reached out to me. See, this is all kismet, you see. Uh, you're telling me what you to do. And they're all lining up. And that's just the way the, work, the world works. It's just like a video game. Like, these messages are going to come up to you from time to time. It's your job to listen or not listen. And this is one of those messages. I'm going to go ahead and train now. Because I was trying to decide between jiu-jitsu or Muay Thai. Do I want to throw these elbows? Or do I want to choke people out? Which one do I want to do? <laughs> but I'll start with choking people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as my trainers tell me, it's like, you know, 90% or if not more fights always end up on the ground. So do you yeah. want a good ground game or... You know, so it's, I mean, we'll have to talk a little bit more off the air or whatever. I can, I can send you some, uh, some contacts of people that I, I got, I mean, they're down here, but some of them are UFC fighters. They travel, you know, so get you in in contact. Um, but, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about, uh, the the ends you know it's released october 30th as you were saying uh what can fans expect from this one um i think what i can say is that there is not an album that sounds like this that has been released fans can expect something new uh and and honestly if you're talking to me and i'm pretty unbiased over here (laughs) i think it's the greatest album of the century so, so i'm pretty i'm pretty unbiased so in my unbiased opinion i think it's the greatest album of the century i don't think there are bands that really do what we do especially over the course of a whole record and and that's made rock music boring it's boring so we're doing something different we're exciting we sound great um for me on a personal level um you go through your whole life kind of Every artist, I feel, goes through their whole life, and there is a quintessential work of what you should listen to. This is their song. This is the album that you should listen to. Um, and for for me, I feel like this is what I was made to do all these years of making music, all these years, decades. And what for? I think it was for... I think the reason was to make this album, and this album is just fantastic. It's my life's work. I love it. Now, this is going to be a tough question then. Do you have like a favorite off of this album or or is there one in particular that you're looking forward the most to performing live? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I, I love the whole album. Every single one of the songs individually has, has a part of me in it uh, that, uh, that I'm sharing with people and there's like a little story behind every single one of them so it's hard to choose. But... If I was going to choose, I, outside the first song on the record, it changed the tone of the whole album when we were recording it. Um, the, the long and the short of it was we had a bunch of extra days in the studios. The song sounded really good, but we were trying to find ways to make it better. And I invited my friend uh, to put some bongos on it. And as soon as he did, uh, our producer, Dave Schiffman, started messing around on the, on the mixer and, you know, drops the drums at a different times. He steps back and he says, that's how you start an album. And I'm like, jeez, uh, <laughs> this is it. This is it. I'm going to change all the lyrics of everything. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it's it's probably going to be one of the moments that, like, I tell my kids about. It's probably going to be one of those moments that I'm going to remember for all of my life because I felt that's the first time, or not the first time, but that was the time 
from like, you know, I left music. I left. I was done. I couldn't write. I was going through a huge writer's block for years. And, and the, one of the greatest producers in the world says, this is how you start a record. I love this. That validation was mm. let me know on the right path. And, and that's probably my favorite song, but there are, there are some other songs that like, I feel, um, really hit the right way. All my friends, uh, which is our next release, uh, coming out, uh, uh, October 28th. That track is fire. It's probably going to be the album track, the track that people look back and say, this is the track of their lives. It's probably the song, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, and to death, uh, is important to me because it got when you're writing lyrics um it's it's a battle to find out what do i want to say here um did i get my point across and that's kind of one of the few times i have been like yes i've got my point across it's done the story is done uh and lastly move on uh that track was the first track i wrote when i was like okay we're i'm back now uh, and it was about breaking up the band, actually. <laughs> um, and it's about, honestly, just lying, lying to yourself in the mirror about things that you uh, think you want to do, but you really don't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's a great song. Um, I really, really like the whole album. I think it's top to bottom bangers. And I think there's something for everybody on it, to be honest. No, I agree, man. I was checking it out. And um, going back to Outsa, I... Um... I was watching some of the videos too on YouTube and I really dug that one. It was kind of reminding me of like the, the purge meets the strangers movie. I don't know if you've cool. uh, seen those, but uh, I, I uh, liked how the whole Persian. story was set up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's funny. It's just, it's just unfortunate, you know, like uh, we, uh, so the story for people that don't know is that we didn't play a show in our home city for two years um, we were playing in Europe every year, but we were not playing home. So we wanted to come back in a big way to do a show to a limited amount of people. Uh, we invited 20 people, like 200 people RSVP'd. And the day before Tom Hanks said he got COVID and the day of the NBA was canceled. So nobody came. <laughs> so nobody came to the show except for like maybe a uh, 15 people. Uh, but like it was a, it was a, it was a very humbling moment. <laughs> to say the least but uh it was fun though we had a lot of fun uh and it was pretty much the last show that was in toronto <laughs> since since then no other shows were really taking place uh, wow <clears throat> yeah so did you guys have like uh you know i've talked to some other bands did you guys have any other like tours planned that had to get canceled because of the whole lockdown um, we were going to do two things. We were going to do a, a, a U.S. swing East Coast that had got canceled. Uh, we were going to play in uh, Brooklyn that already got lined up, and we were lining up a bunch of other dates with it. And we also had a Paris uh, or France tour kind of lined up as well. But uh, it's just unfortunate. Like, us, we weren't even – we were so in the initial stages of gathering, like, team members outside of Europe that, like, this could have not come at a worse time. It could have not come at a worse time for a band that's in our position because uh, we're still very much fighting for for our lives. Like we're fighting for attention, we're, and we need people to see us. Like we're good on record, but like what we're known as, or for the people that do know us and have seen us live, we're a live act. 
what we do is we're one of the acts that you want you want to see. So it's really, really unfortunate that uh, this happened to a band like us with this type of record because like we the people would have heard about this. This would have went viral. Um, like we have what it takes to do shows on live live. Um, but like we command attention that way the most, more than records. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's just sad, but you know, a lot of people were more impacted than us. So like, I try not to dwell on it. Like uh, our good band friends, a pup who like we look up to, like, you know, they're the big homies. Um, like, you know, they had Coachella canceled. Um, so that hurts more than our, our little tour, you know, that we've done before, you know, we're not playing Coachella yet. Um, seven week tours canceled, you know, Billy Talent canceling every single tour in the world. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate. And uh, it just really shows musicians that our business model is flawed and we need to figure out a different way to connect with people on a real level. Uh, so they're able to take your music, um, from day to day as opposed to disposable from uh, week to week. And that's what we're searching for now, you know, like it's sad, but it's going to get us to the next level. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. There's always a solution to every problem. Just got to figure it out. That's it. That's it. But, uh, kind of back to your videos. Um, I, I, I was checking out a lot of them and, uh, I really dug like the fight song and, um, I was like wondering who like makes those videos. They seem like a, a very DIY. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> okay. That, and that's what I about the the like COVID has granted I feel most people on a great opportunity for reflection and some time to choose a path. For us the 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 starving artist we are we can't do what we do the most, uh, which is perform live. Uh, so a person like me, which I'm like a notorious recluse, I don't really talk that much um, in person and definitely not online. I had to change and adapt to to where everything is going to take place, and that is online. That's the battleground now. So I taught myself how to shoot and edit videos. Uh, the first thing I ever edited was like the end of April, um, and then I just continuously trying to get better. So then I did a... Fight song. I did uh, the edit and concept for uh, Outside, and um, with some with some of help from our friends uh, B and Claremont. And now I'm shooting all my friends tomorrow. Uh, it's probably going to be the best video yet. Uh, you just got to adapt. Like we can't just stop and not do anything. Like we gotta, we've got to own every element of the art, or build a team that can do that for you quick. Quickly, <laughs> that's it. Uh, so it's really, really fun. I would have never had this opportunity to learn all these skills, and unless like COVID slowed everything down. Yeah, and I've shared uh, on I, on past episodes too. It's like you know, with my time in the military and everything, it's like a lot of times I struggle with like really bad anxiety. You know, I have PTSD. I um, yeah. got to a point where it's like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm 11 years sober, but then it's like, you know, that, that, uh, drinking was like my crutch to make me feel like kind of comfortable and fit in. So it's like, I yeah. re really relearning how to like communicate with people and stuff. And mm -hmm. th I've been using this, this podcast as a way to help me, you know, talk to other humans again. 
you know, so during this downtime too, as you said, you know, um, how we have to, to adjust and learn new things. I've been trying to do more of these phone interviews and stuff. I do the editing, I do the, you know, the recording, I'm learning all this stuff as I go, you know, because it's like, what else am I going to do? You know? And like I said, with jujitsu and all the other stuff too, it's like, you know, we got to keep learning. We got to keep growing because once we get stagnant, that's like it. That's like slow death, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, stagnant is death. Um, like, and that's beautiful, um, that you've done that. Like, it's a really, really beautiful Like, I picked up a guitar to make friends. Like, you know, so, uh, so, uh, so we, we both picked up something to do something to connect with people because the connection is the most important thing. Like, I feel in life, like we're going through life, like with these connections to, to other people in the world. Nobody's going through it by themselves, you know, and uh, to find ways to be impactful in those connections is, I feel, the most important thing. I agree. And like music is such a, uh, is such a, you know, big part of that bringing people together and connection. So this, uh, almost these lockdowns have been like, you know, hell with, uh, the isolation and keeping people apart. Like me being in the recovery community, I've heard so many unfortunate stories of people Uh, relapsing and, you know, just mental health going down and everything like that. So it's like, we have to build, like you said, we, you have to build a team or you have to adapt and find other ways to, you know, connect and. Hey, hey baby. baby, this is Double, Double D, D, also D. known as Dream Daddy. And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Hoondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code Boondog10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash Boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your brand from today's Boondog sent you. We're both doing what, what we're called to do, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It always happens, always happens in the way. And uh, you're not going to encounter an issue that you're not able to overcome. Uh, everything is going to be provided to you in a way that you can do. 
um, every obstacle, every challenge I find that comes in life, and a lot of them are fucking so difficult, um, you can overcome those. Um, you have the skills that you have learned through your life that you can apply to overcome those uh, and to build something new. And we just have to keep on going to the next level. That's all it is. Uh, I'm a strong believer that, like, what will not give you something that you cannot take. <laughs> so, so uh, and I'm not, I'm not entirely religious, but, like, I do believe, I do believe in God. Uh, but, and I do believe in messages. And I think that's one of them. Like, just keep on going forward and uh, never stop. Uh, and if anybody is going to stop you, eliminate them. Uh, and that's it. They cannot be around you. You're only going up, and that's it. Oh, exactly. I try and teach that to my, you know, I, all the mistakes in my past and my life, you know, I use that as a teaching thing for, you yeah. know, new people in recovery that I try and help out, and definitely for my daughters. Yeah. I just say, man, you know, you are your surroundings. So if you're going to keep surrounding yeah. yourself with negativity and energy vampires as i like to call them you know yes. you're not going to progress if you got all these goals and dreams you want to attain but right now they're just something on a piece of paper what are you doing to make those happen you know huh. you sound like me talking to my daughter like, <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, man like, they, they need us you know i mean the, way the, the world is today man more more dads like us need to you know let's take our our past mistakes and are passed down you know whatever and, and transform that man and pass it on absolutely a strong believer in passing those messages because like we went through this we went through life to learn these things so they they didn't have to learn it in the way that you did yeah. uh you know uh and that's it so like i've went through so much shit in my life uh and continue to that i can tell my daughter yo <laughs> By the way, this will save you 10 years of your life. Believe in yourself. <laughs> yep. By the way, stay in school uh, at this time. Even if you're doubtful, stay in it. Um, it'll be all right. Uh, believe in yourself. All that type of stuff. Save 15 years of your life by doing that. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> like, just like telling them, but we're showing them through our actions, yep. you know? And Absolutely, yeah. It's awesome. Um, I, one thing I wanted to touch on, too, real quick with you um you know punk rock it's always been like an anti-establishment you know big fuck you to the system uh yep. what do you most want to say fuck you to during this time of such division and social unrest oh so uh, your president of the united states is probably the number one person you can get a mother fuck you to uh, i think he's an idiot and uh yeah <laughs> yeah uh and that's my canadian opinion um what do I want to say fuck you to? Uh, oppression, uh, racism, uh, sexism, xenophobia, uh, homophobia, all the, o all the obias that aren't shit. Uh, fuck those. Um, yeah, and fuck people that want to stop you as well. Like, they can go fuck themselves and back the shit off because, uh, because you're going to overcome them. And when you do, you're not going to use your words. You're going to use your actions. And the greatest thing you can do is be successful uh, and watch them come and come crawling back. And then you're going to say, fuck them when they do. <laughs> <laughs> and like a lot of this, you know, is uh, are you putting out through your music too? Are you able to trans, you know. Uh, if, if anybody ever has taken the album, 
uh, I hope I don't think they're going to hear a happy person. <laughs> they're going to hear a person that that is very very angry. The whole album is about the end of all things, and what that means is endings are really beginnings of new things and new ways to act. Um, we are a band, or were a band, that was very happy to be here. If you ever read anything about us, we're talking about how thankful we were. We're talking about how how gracious the la 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 was, and thank you for allowing us in X Y Z space. But you know what? I'm still gracious, but I'm done being thankful. Uh, I deserve everything I get. Uh, I deserve more. Um, I'm doing something different and timeless. And not anybody else is doing it. Nobody can listen to our album and say we sound like somebody. Like, period. There's not a way. Um, especially over the course of a record. So, so I'm saying that to say that I, the whole album is about getting comeuppance and getting our due. Uh, the things that we deserve. And if you're not going to give it to us, we're going to take it from you. Period. Uh, we're going to take it from you very publicly very aggressively and uh, don't try us because we'll do it <laughs> and, and that's how i feel so that's what the album's about <laughs> now i was reading in your bio and it's kind of good segue too you know uh it's a quote uh from your bio this is a black fronted punk band and that's important rock and roll is mostly white suburban kids and that's what gets promoted but we are black and we are out here and you talk about how you know you you seeing a, a black guy on stage and how that inspired you and like how you guys hope that you can inspire the next generation. Can you share some more, you know, about that? Yeah. Because I think that's awesome. When I left the music, uh, I'm considered an OG. Um, like we've been in a band that has been pretty notable in my city. Um, and, but I didn't understand how notable or what that actually meant. Uh, so I left music, I left the city for two years and I came back and I saw other bands that were inspired by us, that knew about us, that were doing their own things that to try to promote the community, other black artists in alternative spaces that were having difficulties getting grants, that were having difficulties finding communities. And when I saw that, I was like, our silence, we could have been helping with this. We have a plethora of connections. We have a plethora of advice from being in a band for friggin' 13 years. We can tell you all the shit not to do. Uh, <laughs> um, um, like, and me going away from this is not helping. I need to make sure that all the people 10, 15, 20, and 30 years younger than me have it easy and know the things to avoid, know the things to accept, uh, and know how to move forward in this business because I've just been in it for so long uh, and made so many mistakes that are that. I feel like I was meant to make these mistakes to make their lives easier, but just a smidge easier. And for and and I'm just all about building community. Um, right now, if you really look at black, why why do I think it's important to be to call out that I'm a black man and a black fronted fan? Like when people think of rock and roll, they're not thinking of people that look like me uh, at all. They're not. Uh, if I go to any playlist on anything. If I was going to count who was in the band, it's probably not a bunch of people that look like me. It's probably a very, very small percentage. And the only reason that's happening or one of the major reasons that's happening is because the representation in the music doesn't speak to the black community. I cannot see myself there 
Therefore, I don't see myself there. Um, that's why it's happening. When I saw this guy on stage, his name is Jamal. He was in a band named The Carps. I, I saw myself on stage. Um, when people see a black president, they know they can aspire to be president now. It's not a dream anymore. It can actually happen. So it's super, super important for me to promote that, that not only am I black, but I'm actually fantastic at what I do. Um, so I should be promoted right alongside whoever you think is the best. Like, whoever you think is the best, if we go song for song, I'm confident that I can go toe-to-toe for anybody. And I think the more and more musicians that look different or alternative are in spaces, the more and more it can be accepted, the more and more music in general will thrive. Because you're going to get a bunch of different sounds, you're going to get a bunch of different influences, and it's going to save rock and roll. I'm sent here to save rock and roll. that's awesome yeah i remember going to uh you know i mean i grew up here in the cleveland area except for my time when i was away in the military and stuff but come back and we had like a lot of local venues here i'd always attend shows have a lot of friends and local bands and uh you know the old like the hole in the wall like crusty punk rock uh, clubs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Go there, checking out the shows. And I remember there we had this. Uh, he was a local legend. This dude, his nickname was Berserker, and he was this big cool. black dude. And he'd come to the shows. And he had like the taped up like uh, Devon Dudley glasses on and stuff like that. But the dude uh-huh. was in the pit like rocking out all the time. And be like, and, and yeah. you know, every time you see, you know, when you go to enough shows and he's always there, it's like everybody's like, hey, Berserker, what's up? And, and it was just like the coolest thing, man. You know, it's like we, I loved seeing that happen where it was becoming uh, more people coming out of all races and colors. Music was bringing everybody together. And we're all just, you know, knock somebody on the ground, pick them back up, you know, and let's keep yeah. washing, you know. The most beauty I've ever experienced has been in like a punk mosh pit. It's honestly so caring. The first mosh pit I was ever in was a Billy Talent concert. Um, somebody turned around to me very, very politely and said, and they overheard me talking about how I've never been in a mosh pit, so I'm about to go to the back. And he's like, hello, sir. Just so you know, you're not going to the back. When they start playing music, I'm going to pick you up, throw you over my head, and you're going to get in this mosh pit. I got you. I'm like, you got me? I got you. They played one note. This guy thrust me over his head very, very easily. And I'm not that small of a guy. <laughs> very, very easily. Uh, and it was one of the most fun I had in my life. You know, like uh, everybody's making sure you're not hurt. We're bumping into each other, but it's still all love. Uh, we're picking each other up when we fall down. Uh, and anybody that, you know, needs water, we're getting them water, we're getting them air. Like it's just a community. Like that community is not racially exclusive. Anybody can be part of it. I think anybody that that witnesses and experiences it will be hooked uh like will be hooked um it's a beautiful beautiful thing uh music connects people all walks of life um i i've had the blessings to have traveled uh around the world playing music where people don't speak english as a first language uh and they're still singing our songs and they're still moshing to us uh you know i've been to spain germany belgium wherever france whatever it is uh, and, uh, you know, they're not speaking English first, they're speaking other languages first, but like, we're all here together. Uh, we're all here together having fun. So like music is a great unifier. 
um, beautiful, beautiful thing. Amen. I mean, like during my travels in the military too, it's like anytime you heard live music playing, I was always like attracted. What's, where's that coming from? Where, where's, Mm -hmm. where's this at? And just the, the, no matter, you know, what the language barriers were, you know, the, the smiles on people's faces, the dancing, the clapping, the, you know, absolutely. it, it was just, we're all part of that same, uh, energy, you know, and that's it, a real, that's a real thing. Like, uh, yep. and I have a, I have a niece that's a, a year old now. And, uh, when we play music, she dances, uh, she claps, she dances. And how does she know how to do that? Like music connects people on a primal level, like that lizard level. Uh, there's something in those noises and shapes that connects with your, you or your biology, you know, and that knows no bounds. There's no boundaries on that. Um, and it connects us throughout the world. I, yeah, totally. And it's just like, you know, it, it's like uh, the ability to create that. You know, it can be used for uh, good or it can be used for bad if you think about it, too, because it's like the certain tones and the certain way the music's being delivered. Um, it, you know, like you ever notice how like some it, your mood's affected after certain songs, you know? <laughs> uh, absolutely. I mean, when I listen to I listen to a lot of trap music, so I'm typically selling drugs in my mind. When, <laughs> <laughs> my trap music i'm killing motherfuckers and and you know that's what i'm doing but it just feels exhilarating <laughs> <laughs> to, to be in the trap with them i'm really in the trenches uh but you know when i listen to Nora jones i'm calm and collected and and reflective you know so it whatever emotion you are going through uh there's definitely a a, a song for that yes i agree and that uh it's a good, another good segue to some of the questions that I normally like to ask my guests that I have on here. Some of my regular uh, questions. Um, first, like, who are your top three musical artists? Um, that's tough. Uh, I would say um, Prince is uh, one of the most uh, important musicians to me. Uh, I picked up a guitar because I wanted to look like Prince. Um, David Bowie. Uh, I think David Bowie's music, if you release it now, it just goes through the decades of timeless music. Um, I get chills listening to Heroes still. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just an amazing. Um, and it's got to be, it's got to be. The last one was really tough because, like, uh, this is like no particular order, and maybe there anybody can be any position at any time. But I'd probably go with uh, Pharrell Williams, um, just because he made it okay for black musicians to really, really be in rock bands. Um, like, you can be a hip hop producer, but you can really be in this band right now. Uh, he was the biggest producer in the world, and at the time, then he has continued making a. A, a band that was very, very rock influenced. Uh, so that helped me, like in my community where people weren't listening to rock and often ridiculed you for listening to rock. It helped me find acceptance and be like, okay, this is okay. Um, the biggest producer in the world that is producing, like I produce, is doing this as well. There's no boxes. I can do whatever I want to do. And uh, so I say, just in terms of impact, those are probably the most impactful musicians to me. Nice. 
And then going back to the, the, the feelings from certain uh, songs, is there a song that you feel has inspired you in life? Like if you're ever going through a rough time and it's like a go-to to bring you up? I mean, you kind of mentioned Heroes, but uh, is there yeah. any other one that comes to mind? Um, yeah, Heroes is a really, really big song. Uh, Beautiful Ones by Prince as well. I just think it's a perfect song. Uh, it's perfect. There's it's the words are perfect, delivery is perfect, uh, the crescendos are perfect. Um, uh, hey Joe, Jimi Hendrix. Um, it doesn't necessarily pick me up, but it's just it's just a, a nice song to listen to. Uh, and I really really like Fleetwood Mac to be honest. Uh, so you can literally play any Fleetwood Mac song. I'm probably gonna be like that's fire. Um, Chain, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, I feel I listen to a lot. Uh, Dreams, you know, like the hits. Uh, Oh, that's yeah. I'd probably go with those. Those are probably like some of the more influential rock songs uh, in my rotation um, right now. Okay, cool. And then um, you, we t- you talked a little bit about like a lot of the places that you've been to and your travels, touring and stuff like that. Is there a particular place, uh, a favorite that that sticks out? that you visited where it's just like, you know, just we, we talk about music providing energy, but I believe like there's certain like places you can go to and then just like feel so much better too. Like there's something about that land or wherever you're at. Is there any place that sticks out in mind? Oh, that's a really good thing. That's a good question. Um, uh, we went to the South of France, a city called, uh, I it was neat. Uh, and, uh, it was just like this festival out there and it was just incredible. Like it was hot and it was very French and it felt like a real community uh, out there. Like I jumped off stage. I got a lot of pictures of me on top of every single Frenchman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's probably one of the cities um, that I feel Quebec, Quebec, Quebec city, Quebec um, is also just an amazing place for music. Um, Well, Quebec in general, uh, this province of Quebec, they love music. Um, Hamburg, Germany. Um, yeah, like I just have a lot of good memories of Hamburg, Germany. Um, Paris as well. Like I've been to Paris a lot. Um, so I wouldn't, like maybe not necessarily like as a place, but like as a music scene, these guys love music. They love music. Our fav- My favorite show that we've ever played was in Paris. And uh, it's the show that if I never played another show and I was going to show my kids a picture of me playing, I would play that show. Um, Just a great amount of people all love music, all dancing, all dressed in like tailored suits looking like Italian Vogue. (laughs) Um, Like that's what it looks like. True. I'll show you a picture. (laughs) It was crazy. Uh, And and they're all moshing. It's crazy. Um, So, yeah, beautiful times around the world. Music connects you throughout the world. It could be anywhere, to be honest. Yeah, gotcha. And then um, three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today. Um, well, my mom was number one. Um, she's been there with me from the start. Um, and she's been my biggest supporter from the start. I remember I used to be uh, pretty good at soccer. I was playing at a pretty elite level out here. And she was at all my soccer games, every single one. Um, and she's a very loud and boisterous Jamaican woman. So <laughs> when, uh, uh, so you can just imagine like anytime I got the ball, 
she's running up and down the sidelines. Anytime I lost the ball, she's yelling at me back down the sidelines <laughs> to go get the ball. Uh, anytime anybody else has the ball, she's yelling at them to pass me the ball, you know? And like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, like it's literally how she got her exercise, and she's literally running up and down the sidelines. Um, uh, those are, like, my fondest memories. So definitely got to give it up to my mom, uh, my sister. Uh, my sister is the real reason I'm in a band, like the real, real reason. She's the first person that really introduced me to a lot of people I love. She introduced me to Bowie. She introduced me to NERD, which is my favorite band. Uh, she introduced me to Prince. Um, so, like, without... She was our first manager. She drove us to our first show in New York. Um, she helped us get people to book us uh, when we were just starting because when we didn't know how to do it. Uh, and, uh, like there would be no OBGMs without her. And, uh, outside of that, uh, I'll give it to my, my fiance, you know, like she, like when I was lost and I was looking for a way back into something, like as a grown adult, not really knowing what you want to do or where you want to go. I honestly took a lot of lessons from her and how she operates. It's just relentless. Uh, she started a project uh, and she worked the project every single day. And uh, like, it just reminds me of a quote from Kobe where I'm paraphrasing here, where like, if you practice, like you're not going to get better tomorrow or the day after, or even the day after that, like this is well, over 10, of course, of 10 years, you're going to see the mountains from all of those, like, you know, little pieces of sand you're putting together. And that's what it's about. Um, and I just got to watch her do that a lot. And I realized, yo, you're getting successful. Um, at what you're doing this is what i need to do i need to go put in work uh, so those are the three most influential people to me nice nice and then you know i haven't asked this question in a while it's it's in my rolodex here but after we were talking about you know um how, what we try and pass along through our mistakes it kind i kind of feel like i need to ask but what would you want your legacy to be um, I'd like my legacy to be the great connector. Um, my mission statement beyond music and beyond just playing these shows and self-promotion, like that's, that's honestly secondary. What I want to be able to do at the end of this is connect all of these black indigenous and people of color that are in alternative music together uh, so they all know each other and they all can advance in certain ways with each other because right now we're not necessarily included with how the industry is currently structured. So we have to do it in a way without the industry. And, uh, and I'd love to be integral to us connecting the dots and advancing forward. So sharing whatever resource I have, sharing whatever skill I have, uh, since I learned how to shoot videos, I've been shooting videos for other people that can't afford videos. Uh, I'm not charging people shit uh, right now because I want, I just believe in them. And I think they just need, need a leg up. Um, and, if, and that's kind of what I want to be known for. I want to be the person that is known to give his shirt and not ask for anything in return. I just want to see you win because I think the 25 year effects on that is is that's Denzel. Uh, you didn't know that you're the reason I started a band. And uh, a couple people have said that to me already, and I, I like that feeling. <laughs> I like that feeling. 
because I was looking for this as well, and I just want to pay pay that energy forward. You know, uh, I just want to keep this thing going. Awesome, man! It's awesome. <clears throat> um, here's a this is an always asked question. I, I get a lot of good answers, you know, different answers, but it's always takes takes you back to a good feeling or past feeling in life. But what was your favorite toy as a child? Uh, soccer ball. Um, uh, soccer ball would probably be it. Uh, I, I thought I was Pele, you know? Uh, so, uh, definitely that. Uh, the other toys I probably can remember are I had a Bart Simpson doll that I bit all the hair off of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was an integral toy. I'll let you know that. I don't know why I did that either, but I did. All the spikes off the top of his head, I beat it off. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, those are probably my top two. Nice, nice. And then um, I, I always ask too for like, you know, one thing that I that inspired me to do this podcast was, you know, when I was still active in the military and I'd be deployed away from home overseas and stuff like that, missing home. I'd always put on the headphones and either like I'd listen to music or I'd listen to podcasts and stuff to just to, you know, take me away from where I was at just for that distraction and stuff like that. So I always ask anybody I have on here and this for, you know, all our military, uh, Canadian military, uh, U.S. military, everybody, that's currently serving overseas away from home. What message do you have for them? Wow. I would say keep your head up. Um, your service is vital. And I know it's hard being away. And, you know, come home. Because uh, when you come home, we go and party. And <laughs> 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 that's it. Um, like, because, like, I'm very, very respectful to the contributions of all all people of service uh, in the military. And, like, you don't know, and I don't think we say it enough, that you're important. Like, you are actually important. And, and you should be welcome to heroes welcome when you come home. And know that from the OBGMs, it's nothing but love always and forever thank you very much for your service awesome man thanks a lot um we'll go ahead and get ready to wrap up but man it's been a great conversation and um like uh we we mentioned earlier i believe you know i do believe that everything happens for a reason that there's you know no coincidences and synchronicities it, it, you know there's synchronicities and and everything you know if we're open-minded and pay you know keep our hearts open to accepting it you know the messages and stuff so hopefully people listening to this episode feel that same way or we deliver a message that they needed to hear you know when they hear this but uh, I hope so. Denz it's been really great talking with you and um, really quick before I let you go like what where um, if people are new to hearing about your band they want to support you guys during this 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 downtime and stuff. They want to check it out. They want to buy merch. They want to buy the new album, you know, October thirtieth and stuff like that. Where would you send them? I'd send them to our website, theobgms.com, the obgms.com, or I'd send them to our Instagram, which is uh, where you'll see me the most flagrant, uh, uh, and that's at the obgms, and that's on everything and. Uh, 
Yeah, come come out. It's a party over here. <laughs> it's a party over here. Come out. Yeah, man, I definitely will. And when, when we're able to, I definitely want to connect in, in real time. <laughs> definitely. I definitely need to get down to Cleveland. We have a small a community of people that love us in, commun- in Cleveland. If they're listening, thank you. I see your messages. <laughs> yeah, and, and I used to be, you know, a local promoter, so I still have some connections down here in the area, man. Hit me up when things open back up. I'll talk to some people and see where i can get you in man because i'd love to see you guys live for sure we won't won't disappoint man but thank you so much yeah yeah no problem and then one last favor before we leave you mind cutting a promo id for the show yeah no problem yeah just introduce yourself and you're listening to today's boondoggle what was that uh just go ahead and introduce yourself and say and you're listening to today's boondoggle What up? It's your boy Dens from the OBGMs, and you are listening to today's Boondoggle. Awesome, man. Thanks again. It's been a pleasure well, talking with you, man. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep keep paying that energy right. forward, and uh, hopefully we'll connect soon. Yes, sir. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.
Durr, this is a good one. Jake the Jake. Jake? Minick, Minick, right? They had that party the USO put out for us. To Jake, rest to Jake. in peace. Yeah, to Jake, man. But the thing that cracked me up about Jake, he, he got so pissed off at Minick. There was a big cake there, and Minick was drunk. And he's sitting there, and he's licking the frosting off the cake. Jake went up and slammed his head right into the thing. His lips went about this big. Jake did it on a flyby. Yeah, Somebody, just walked was, by and he slammed his head. Anyway, he had to go. He had to go see the captain, right? And the captain goes, "Why would you do such things?" He pissed me off. I wanted a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall. Brought to you by Today's Boondogger. for listening once again to today's boondoggle radio show please check out our website domaincle.com and todaysboondoggle.com be sure to follow us on social media at today's boondoggle on facebook instagram youtube and twitter for more information about this podcast support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on gofundme be sure to subscribe comment download and listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, google play spreaker and all the other podcast platforms please email us with questions suggestions and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com please leave us comments and five-star reviews. Thanks once again for listening to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.